Today on Siba On Demand, we sit down with Rowena Ramos, a tribal elder of the San Manuel Band of Mission Indians. Well, Rowena, thank you so much for sitting down with us. I am very excited to just hear about your culture, your experiences on the reservation, and really get to know your story. So I appreciate you being here. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Actually, I was one of the last ones born on the reservation. Dr. Evans from Loma Linda is the one that was, took care of my mom up there. And one of the very last ones that has that experience. Yep. I think we take for granted, I, I know now, because, um, you know, the casino's there and things are prevalent. We see the amphitheater, we see the stadiums. But can you describe to us what the reservation was like when you were a little girl, oh the differences? My. The reservation is not the way it is right now at all. It's completely different than what it was before because we only lived on the bottom half okay. of the reservation from one from right one side to the next where our cemetery is on down to Victoria and there was another house that was up on the hill and that was the only one it was an adobe house they had made it themselves wow and they lived there and uh, there wasn't too many homes there at all and we couldn't we couldn't get no loans to build homes because they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't let us get any loans we weren't um, because we were the reservation they turned us down. They said you didn't qualify? We didn't qualify. No, because we had nothing to give back. And for if we ever get a loan, they couldn't take it away from them, from us because what it's a, the reservation. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm smiling because the complete contrast with, you, you know, you say nothing to give back. And now, you know, fast forward to now and the tribe gives back so much to the community. Exactly. So, it makes me, you know, it makes me smile to think of such a such a huge difference in such a short amount of time because we're not talking about that long ago. This is exactly. recent history. Exactly. Somebody told me that their bird songs and basket weaving are basket weaving is something I understand is something that you yeah, enjoyed. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm teaching, helping teach the basket weaving, and trying to keep it going because my grandmother, my tuto, and my my aunt uh, Wisha used to sit and make them all the time. I, when I was little, I would sit with her while they were doing it, and of course they would try to teach us. But you're all playing around at that time that you don't, uh, you don't sit down and really do it. But now we're bringing it back, and the kids are all learning it now. They're being taught up there at the uh, tutoring school out in the evening. And how does that so, make you feel seeing a little bit of that culture come back to the to the kids? Really good because I was really worried it was going to all be gone. How long does it take to make a basket from start to finish? Depending on how big you're going to get, you're going to want it because I, the ones that they've made that I see are big. They're way big ones, and that would, with my little tiny one that I finished, it would take me forever <laughs> to try to get something like that done. Yeah, but it's really neat once you get a hold of it, though. If you got to, if you can stay on it all the time, it, it'll it would work really well. But it would take take a little while because I think. Uh, my, my grandmother used to make the baskets for the museum for Gerald, Gerald Smith. They really are pieces of art. They're so oh, intricate. Oh, yeah. And they put them out every so often, though. I know that there's probably, we've talked about, I mean, you're young. So the difference between when you were a little girl to now is only a few decades. What do you see in the difference between your childhood, educational opportunities, the things that you... Um, how you had to live versus how your grandkids are living now. Um, it was rough. My mother and father both worked. And um, then they had the apricot groves there. We would pick the apricots for, for them and sell them. And then uh, 
sometimes they would give us some change and sometimes they wouldn't. But we were little at the time. There was nothing to do up there at all. So we would all be there to help yeah. one another and do all that. So it used to be fun. It used to be a lot of fun. Because you were all together uh, and yeah. out there doing it together. Yeah. And so many, my, like my sister had three rows. They divided the, the apricot orchard to certain families. It was, it was really neat. They were really good. Good apricots, may I tell you. <laughs> I miss that. I do miss that because that used to be so much fun. I'm just sorry that the kids don't see that or, or go out to do something like that. Yeah, and that was kind of my next question. Of yeah. course, things have gotten better um, in certain respects. But are there any things that you wish you could, you know, have them pick up on? We talked about the importance of the culture and the basket weaving and stuff like that. But some of those experiences, even through the hardships... Are there things that you wish they could still experience? Well, the language, for one thing, is I'm just hoping it, that they'll keep on learning it. Because like I said, the other ones, the little ones are learning it now, and it's starting to carry on from that point now. So it's, we have the instructors and everybody up there to teach them. Good. So, so it's, it's pretty neat. And then the education we have for all the kids now that we never had before. Yeah. So the, these kids, can they, they want to... Whatever they, what school they want to go to, we can we can take care of that for them now. Whatever they're out to, you know, go to school for even trade schools if that was uh, what they wanted. Yeah, they have it all set up for them to do that now. Santos Manuel, how is Santos Manuel related to you? He was my great grandfather. What kind of traditions or spirit of generosity has he brought down to you that you? either feel or that you relate to or that you feel you mo are moving forward to future generations? Well, with him, he's the one that led the people up there and got them out of here, the town of San Bernardino, where the Orange Hill was and all of that stuff, and Meadowbrook, where we used to live. But that's where they were killing all the Indians. They were killing all the people, our people. And the ones that he got together, he took, and when they went walking up to find some place, this is where he found it, was our reservation. And that's where we stayed after that. We're hiding to get away from the people that were trying to kill them all. So he so gathered up. He gathered the people. His people, your pe people, and to escape persecution. Yes. And really led that movement up. Yeah, down here. And yet this was all belonged to the whole tribe, all of this whole area. And this was not, again, not that long ago. No, it wasn't. You know, to fast forward to all these years, we see the charitable giving. We see your family involved with so many things, with breast cancer awareness, with... Um, explain to me some of the charities. I know we have the SEBA charities that you are a huge donor to, but some of the other charities that have, you... Uh, Loma Linda, for the Children's Hospital, I donate uh, quarterly. And I do the Boys and Girls Club, Time for Change, and I do the um, Unforgettables as well. We can see that it's the community as a whole is extremely important to you also. Yes, yes. Because of the kids, I mean, I worry about what's going to happen to them. So many kids are getting into trouble because they have nothing to do. Whenever it comes to kids, I end up seeming to be there. So. Yeah, all that giving, uh, what do they call it, pay it forward, it starts a chain reaction. Yeah, and that's what I want to keep it doing. So the kids all do the same thing now too. How many kids do you have? I have four. Four. And how many grandkids? Sixteen. Do you have any great-grandkids yet? 10 or 12. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so you have quite, you have a lot of people to carry on your legacy, which should feel yeah. good. And they, and they all stay within it. They're all uh, learning the customs and stuff, too. 
that's amazing. customs that we can remember. Yeah. See, whenever our elders pass on, we lose a lot, and we've uh, we've lost a lot here lately. Then when my sister passed away, she uh, she knew a lot of it, and uh, it just you just don't have it all anymore. You lose something every time. I really appreciate you sitting down with us. I, it was really educational for me. Are there any lasting thoughts that, or last thoughts that you want to share? Just one thing that I did want to say was at my uh, my aunt when uh, she got sick. When she got sick, it was really. She didn't want to go to the hospital. She was really bad. She didn't want to go because she she said if I go, I'm not gonna. I'll, I'll come back, but I only come back in a pine box. So she knew. She knew what was going to happen, but the deer, there was a deer, and the sheriffs were coming up. They came so they could try to talk her into going, mm-hmm. and uh, the deer met her, met them down below us in the, from the grove and followed them all the way up, and we were, it was a, a rock wall right there above where the house is, and the house was on top, and the deer came, and it stood right there and looked up at us, and she was far away in the other room. She goes, that's me. And I said, well, how could she see it? She goes, that's me. That's me right there. I'm going to go east, and then I'm not going to come back. And that deer took off, and it went east, jumped, and leaped over. It was so pretty. And uh, finally got her to the hospital, and and my mom and I stayed with her for as long as we could. And after we left, then she passed on. Sometimes when our people pass on, you see the deer. And that was her sign that it was okay to go? Mm-hmm. Wow. That was her. And she said, I'm going now. It, it surprised all of us. We were all standing at the hill looking down at the, at the deer because it was looking straight at us.